Hello everyone and uh, welcome to the sixth episode of House of Cards. Uh, your favorite cards podcast is back. I know it's been a very long time since uh, the last time uh, you heard from us, but uh, uh, we're here now. There have been some uh, uh, personal issues with time management that <laughs> kept me away from this uh, podcast. Uh, also some lack of uh, uh, of creative thought, of ideas about episodes uh, and episode content, but... Uh, I've had had a great idea about uh, about today's episode, and uh, I'm very glad to be joined uh, today with two uh, great players and uh, great people. Uh, one of them is Herbal. How are you today, my friend? Hello, uh, I'm very good. Uh, yeah, played the OCC yesterday, and I'm feeling very well overall. Ah, great. Okay, we we will get to that. But first, let me introduce uh, our second uh, co-host for today, which is going to be Thanatron. How are you, my friend? Very good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, great to have you here. Uh, yeah, so Erbol, you made some uh, nice introduction here. You gave me a nice pass. Uh, uh, both of you guys uh, have been having some uh, very good results uh, uh, related to, to cards, uh, as far as I'm aware. Uh, Erbol, how was your first experience in the OCC qualifiers? You did very well, amazingly well. Uh, yeah, I ended up uh, third in the qualifier and I had a blast. It was really fun to play. I always enjoy playing tournaments. It's uh, always a different experience than playing ladder and general preparing decks, uh, thinking about what you can come up with to potentially counter your enemies. And it's really fun for me to play and prepare for tournaments. I, I absolutely agree, yes. It's a different experience than the ladder. Uh, you just have to keep that mindset uh, throughout the time because I know that this particular to- tournament can be very exhausting in terms of uh, psychology and uh, uh, you end up uh, going almost all the way like like it happened to you And uh, but in the end only one person from each bracket uh, qualifies and it can be frustrating. Uh, but okay, if you keep this mindset and you remember to have fun, then uh, you're all good. And uh, you, Thanatron, I saw you also had, uh, I think it was your second uh, top cut in the cards open in the uh, in the previous weekend. That was. Yep. Um, first off, big congrats to Herbal. Uh, I've I've made the OCC qualifier once as well, and I went 0 and 2 immediately. Yeah. Uh, just got <laughs> just just got smacked around. Woke up extra early, went 0-2 and went back to sleep. So, uh, <laughs> big congrats. That, those are definitely some really great results. Uh, but yeah, um, uh, I believe, was it was it only last weekend? Uh, I did I did make it out of uh, the Open 9 pools uh, for my second Open in a row, so definitely pleased with that. All right, uh, that's great to hear. Of course, congratulations to, to both of you. I, I, regarding OCC, I'm in a similar fate with uh, uh, with Thanatron. It's not my favorite uh, tournament to say. I have n- I have never made it past I don't know a second round or anything. I think the best result I have gotten is just getting to a second round. It's not a uh, it's not my best tournament, let's say. Uh, but uh, Thanatron, I I see you also had some uh, great news uh, today. Uh, for uh, for those uh, of our listeners who don't know, uh, uh, he's organizing an invitational tournament, uh, which should be quite awesome. Eight great teams from uh, uh, from the t- uh, top players and uh, community contributors uh, of the cards community uh, are gonna. Are gonna participate, and I see Thanatron. You you started the, the spoiler season today by revealing the first two teams, uh, one of which was uh, indeed, indeed. Yeah, and the, the, these two look uh, amazing. One of them is uh, J King Seven with uh, Berto Borito, and the other is Blue Blast with Wheeler, and uh, that's really exciting. Uh, uh, maybe we should take this opportunity to uh, to introduce uh, another team that uh, that's gonna take part. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. We're very, very pleased to announce the uh, the uh, monstrous team from the Nations Cup rejoining Team Greece back in the fold for the uh, Cards Tag Team Invitational. We have both Kowalski and Zilda uh, participating. Uh, just an absolutely monster team. I know a lot of people are 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 looking at the roster so far, and it's just it's killers all over the bracket. So uh, thank you so much for participating, and we're we're definitely looking forward to that. It's going to be a good time. Uh, thank you. Thank you for inviting us. 
Uh, it's a great honor and it's going to be a real pleasure. And uh, the only bad thing is now I can't pretend I'm going to be an underdog, you know? Like in the Nations Cup, I was, I was pretending all the time that we are the underdogs and that uh, we're just going to have to, uh, to to go and have fun, but uh, in order to have everyone underestimate us, you know? And it worked. But now, <laughs> now it's not going to work because now everyone knows that uh, uh, we made a good team in the Nations Cup. And it's, going to be Absolutely. <laughs> and it's going to be really, really uh, difficult, but uh, we're going to have fun regardless together with Zilda. All right, uh, so uh, to, to move on with, uh, uh, with today's episode, uh, I think it's going to be uh, of interest uh, to a lot of players and a lot of new players uh, in the cards community, uh, because I wanted to talk about... Um, uh, the grinding in the game in terms of uh, uh, building your collection and how hard that can be, what uh, what are the good aspects and the bad aspects, uh, uh, what are the difficulties, uh, all sorts of things. And uh, the reason I called you guys today is because I know uh, that uh, neither of you has a full collection or maybe you're just about to finish it. And uh, so you know firsthand uh, what it's like to um, uh, to have this uh, this grinding uh, adventure in order to complete the collection. Uh, I myself, I have completed my collection like a long time now, it's been uh, many months also. Uh, when I was grinding, the, we didn't have the wildcard system, we had the old resources system, so I'm not going to be very relevant uh, in today's episode, I'm going to uh, be coordinating the discussion mostly. Uh, but I'm hoping that you guys uh, can share some uh, uh, some good insight uh, on this subject. So, uh, all right, uh, why don't we start with you, Erbol? Uh, why don't we, why don't you tell us uh, first of all uh, uh, in what state is your collection and uh, how long have you been playing and uh, overall um, how's your experience? Do you think? Uh, uh, it's going well. It's going smoothly. The uh, the the complete uh, the the completing of your collection. The, uh, what would you say overall as a comment? Mm -hmm. So first of all, I can say I started playing cards back in March this year. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty much seven months from now on. I've been playing this game on an almost daily basis. Uh, Steam says I have around eight hundred eighty hours right now. So it's pretty good, I would say. And I did some math and uh, regarding that, my collection is right now around uh, 75 to 80% complete. So I would say I'm in a pretty good spot mm -hmm. for uh, playing not for not playing that long of a time and with a collection with uh, in that state, I'm also obviously uh, able to build most decks to at least some degree. Uh, I know that I'm missing some key cards for a few decks that I would like to play. Uh, for example, I would like to have Blackwatch, but I never get British wild cards because I never play the Brits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I never end up playing some uh, British control deck and overall yeah I can say I'm pretty happy with my progress mm -hmm. the uh, reward tracks we have I I would say pretty good pretty nice but um, yeah all right and what about uh, you Thanatron uh, yeah we will uh, move uh, move on to more specifics uh, unless you have uh, something specific to say now Herbal no, no, just okay. Uh, let yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's, let's move on to super <laughs> go, go. <laughs> super similar situation for me. Yeah, yeah, super similar situation for me. Uh, I'm still missing some uh, w one or two key pieces. I'd say I'm about ninety percent total. Mm -hmm. uh, there's not really any uh, like uh, S tier decks that like I can't make uh, or I'm currently unable to pilot. There's certain certain stick sticklers in my collection for sure, um, like French uh, specials. Yeah, uh, I can't play uh, Resistance. I'm not really torn up about it. I'll tell you that <laughs> I'm not really like itching to play Resistance. But if I wanted to, I I, I currently can't. I don't have any Liberations. I'm missing uh, 
a ton of a ton of specials uh for france but that that's basically it i'm missing i think a uh, a second corsair uh black watches were actually uh a pain in my rear end as well it took me a very long time to get a second black watch i survived with just one for a very long time <laughs> uh and seaforth seaforth highlanders as well uh same for me as well herbal i just uh I play Britain now um, in an attempt to to be sort of robust, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. on the on the way there, I just I couldn't afford to play Britain, and that that definitely was one that I had to I had to make my money, so to speak, uh, in the in the Jagro lands. Uh, and uh, when Heinz came about, Heinz was a big deal for me. That was one of the first S tier decks that I was able to completely put together. Uh, some of the elites I just happened to have, I happened to unwrap a fast Heinz pretty early. Mm-hmm. So um, I didn't have to uh, grind too many wild cards. But once I had the wild cards and was able to put that first S tier deck together when, you know, Heinz was still uh, was still a big baddie, uh, that that was huge for me. It, it allowed me to to make tournaments, which which led me to, you know, get large amounts of gold as rewards. Uh, it let me ladder consistently uh to keep my monthly rewards up uh and to you know qualify for even more events so uh definitely something for the new players out there as soon as you can build that one deck that you can you know really do something with uh that that can open a lot of doors for you i agree can i I ask you when you started playing uh the the game absolutely so um for me, it's a, a a little stranger. I have I have just over a thousand hours uh, now. Uh, as Herbal said, he is about eight hundred hours this year. I've actually been playing for close to two years. I missed the beta, but not by much. Uh, so I started playing right after release, but uh, it definitely took me uh, like a long time. You know, plenty of gaps where I wasn't able to play very much oh, due okay. to work or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, or okay. what have you. But um, I wouldn't say that I. I wasn't able to break into the competitive scene until probably about uh, the summer of this year. I see. Uh, everything before that, you know, it was just, yeah, yeah, continuous building, you know, so if trying we, to get the collection up, trying to get everything better. So if we had to squeeze your entire time in the game, it would be something like uh, nine months or a, uh, or a year, something like that. Well, so I have been playing for, like I said, quite a while. I, I actually played as well back when the uh, before the national progression. I actually remember reading about how they were changing from the resource system. Yeah. And I believe what it was was that uh, every 400 resources you had, they would give you an elite wild card for, like, cashing them in. Mm-hmm. I can't remember exactly how the system works, but I remember very excitedly yeah. nuking every gold that I had yeah, because I just didn't care about golds at that point. Uh, I just I nuked every single one I had and and was just hoping, you know, for more wild cards once they they made that transition. And all that right. was a big help for me as well. All right, all so right. You can better compare the two different cards uh, to the two different systems because I only started playing after they started this transition. I only know wild cards. Yeah, that, I never played the transition cards. was wild because depending on how much you had grinded on with the previous system, they rewarded you uh, with wild cards in the new system. So the day that the new system was implemented, uh, depending on how much you had grinded on the on the previous system, which was basically a reward based on how many cards you had played, uh, then they gave you the. Uh, uh, the specific amount of cards that uh, uh, that were in, in respect to that number. So it was a very funny situation where uh, after the update, you opened the client and you just had to click, 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 like for every every for every wild card you you got for every draft ticket. It was just a spam of rewards. So you had to be clicking for maybe okay. for, for ten minutes. I don't know. It was it was a very wild time. <laughs> but anyway, we have uh, okay. We have opened a lot of topics, and I'm very happy for that. Let's get back to the Blackwatch issue, because you both mentioned that, and it's no surprise that this is uh, a British expensive card. And uh, one of the things that uh, I would like to discuss today, um, and uh, this is more an issue of of the design of the game, of the design of the cards, of the the balance of the cards, and uh, how the nations play. Uh, 
uh, it, it is certainly more difficult to uh, to play some nations than other nations uh, because uh, the nations that are hard to play um, they play mostly in a controlled nature with a lot of uh, big expensive cards uh, mostly British and Soviets come to mind like if you take a look at the Soviet control or British control a good like a huge part of the deck a huge proportion is uh, 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 elite or special cards and it's it's very hard to, to build those decks actually and um, uh, I don't know what are your thoughts on this. Like uh, Thanatron already mentioned, how he uh, how he was able to craft a fast hands deck early and, and use that to to grind. Uh, what about you, Erbol? How did you? Uh, how were your first days, let's say, of uh, <laughs> of building the the decks according to making what you could with what you had? Uh, I remember just going straight into Japan. And just going Jagro. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> I just played Japan until I had Japan at like level 80 or something, and everything else was still at level 1 or 6, like <laughs> in between that. That's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> I just spammed Japan, and, <laughs> and it was really fun. I could just, I just, every time I got a new card, because uh, if you play Japan, you only get new Japan cards. And you just, I just threw them all in and tried them out. Not, I don't even care about if they fit or not. I just put them in and looked how they play. That was basically me learning the game and looking at how the get, uh, how the cards play individually. Yeah, and uh, and ah, sure, uh, go ahead, go ahead. After that, I think I transitioned to USA, and it's. Nowadays, my favorite nation, mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's also a very budget-friendly nation. Indeed, it is. And if I look at my national national progression systems, I can see that that is indeed true. That Britain and Soviets are still my lowest nations overall, and they're far behind everything else. Like Germany, Japan, and USA are at around 170, and Brits and Soviets are still far below 100. I see. I understand. All right. So, uh, yes, I think we can uh, open a window here. Just a note to uh, to new players that uh, indeed Japan and USA are maybe the most uh, budget-friendly decks. Uh, you can make a, a nice Jagro deck with uh, uh, with a very limited collection, and uh, you can still uh, like I'm not I'm no expert, but I can imagine you can easily make a deck with. Um, uh, very low, uh, very cheap units like a uh, 15th Cav and 35T, and just throw in a bunch of Blitzkriegs. So uh, that's a good nation to start. But also USA, because if you essentially if you if you use the the Greyhound and Sherman engine, both of which cards are uh, standard, uh, you can make a deck out of anything. You can make a deck oh, with yeah. uh, with Katyushas. You can make a deck with uh, Nebelwerfers. You can make a deck with uh, Swordfish. Uh, just just pack it with a uh, with a Greyhound and Sherman engine, and you've got yourself a pretty good deck. So uh, that's maybe <laughs> an advice for for new players. But uh, what I would like to discuss with you guys is: uh, Do you think this is an issue? How um, at the beginning, very very specific uh, uh, nations are promoted because essentially your hands are tied to play uh, Japan and uh, or USA in the beginning, and then you end up uh, uh, in situations uh, like the ones you, you like the one you described, Erbol, where you are um, uh, very high level in one nation and everything else is just uh, single digits. Um, what do, what do you think of uh, of this situation? What would you say, Thanatron, about this? So I think it's kind of, uh, I guess a double-edged sword really isn't the right phrase, but I think that there's ways to uh, get yourself into certain nations uh, on more of a like lighter basis. Artillery was a big deal for me. Before I was able to build Heinz, uh, like the first couple of times I made Field Marshal probably were all with uh, like a pretty standard uh, Soviet artillery deck. Uh, sorry, Ari, if you're listening. Uh <laughs> But uh, that's that's how I, you know, uh, I had to sort of make my bones, so to speak. And uh, I feel that uh, Brit can kind of be the same with Brit Air. There is definitely a difference, right? Um, you can get by on a on a good arty deck without having like Zukov 
you get Cossacks for free at like level seven, I believe, for for Soviets as well. So uh, most of that deck is going to be uh, limited and standard. Maybe the Uras are the most uh, the hardest thing to get there. But again, you have the the patriotic firestorms and everything else uh, at at limited that can really help you there. I would say that Brit kind of has its counterpart with Brit Air in that same sense. But Brit Air is definitely more expensive to play. There's definitely more elites. An illustrious, a swordfish, mm-hmm. a kitty hawk. Although I believe the kitty hawk is in the progression as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but the, I, the Empire Strikes. I would say that if you're, for sure, yeah. and, and 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 no doubt that uh, like the like Brit control is extremely strong, and Brit probably has the best control options and the best guards, and they are all very expensive. Mm. But. Uh, Finding ways, even uh, I know that Soviet aggro is really popular right now as well, uh, and that people have uh, been making really good progress with uh, like a Soviet blitz aggro. Yeah, yeah, I've uh, seen that. You know, coming right at you as well. So, um, and that that's part of what's really fun for me with the game as well is seeing, you know, uh, the the what's the phrase uh like uh, necessity is the mother of invention right yeah so all these players trying to uh trying to get by trying to get their field marshals with these you know piecemeal collections that, that that's how you see such wild ideas uh and for me sometimes that's uh how i lose 200 ladder points in a night but <laughs> either way <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, for sure it can uh, promote uh, creativity and uh, uh, you're going to have to make do with uh, what you have. But uh, I think at the same time it, it can be quite frustrating how you can't, uh, uh, you can't realistically uh, uh, grind with a nation like uh, Britain. Uh, so you end up... Uh, I'm sorry guys, I think uh, I'm getting a call back. So uh, now it's okay. Thank you. Um, um, so, yeah, as I was saying, um, it can be qu- uh, quite frustrating how uh, you can only play one or two nations, uh, essentially. Um, I don't know, that, uh, do you guys agree with uh, with that? Uh, how, what would you say, Herbal, about this? Uh, sure, the game forces you in a direction playing budget-friendly nations, but I don't think it's a huge problem because... Uh, I think the um, the problem we have is that the game forces you to stay at these nations. But if you try uh, if you try to learn uh, Japan or US or Germany first, it's totally fine. Uh, because I also think that the Soviets with the control decks and the Brits with the control decks are also harder to learn and harder to play. So I think it's perfectly fine that these nations are more far away than these, uh, I would say, uh, budget nations. Mm -hmm. And yeah, the more the problem we have is that it's hard to transition into different nations right now. Uh, So you're saying that there should be an easier way to maybe, I don't know, uh, switch between wildcards or uh, uh, be able to handle your wildcards more uh, in, a, uh, in a more flexible manner? Uh, is that what you, uh, you're saying, more or less? Yeah, but yep, that you get rid of uh, probably national specific wildcards would be a solution I've read a lot of times, mm-hmm. and I have to agree with that suggestion because it would really remove a lot of issues that it causes yeah i have read that uh, a lot of times as well do you uh, do you agree with that thanatron what's your uh, what's your view on this i definitely think that there's some imbalances in the way that the game currently i'm sorry currently handles the reward system uh for one all specials aren't created equal right because i know that i can grind to a special for a specific nation Let's say that I uh, like I'm I was missing a second mobilize for the longest time, and when I finally decided that I was going to make sure I had my second mobilize, it was a matter of just like sitting down and grinding out maybe twelve USA levels because I know that I was twelve levels away from a US special wild card. I could immediately just nuke it into what I wanted. 
The problem with that then lies in that some of the special there's tons of specials for the side nations, right? And mm-hmm. like Italy is crazy strong right now, and Italy is crazy strong with some really nice specials. The uh, <laughs> the Baloney Boys, the the three seven guard yeah. is uh, is really really good. Line for a day, you know, is really really good. Uh, and, and that's definitely taking uh, uh, a place in, in the hard control uh, meta that is around. And those cards are just way too hard to get because you're never going to get a Italy special. You're going to have to use a all-purpose special, <laughs> and you just get those so rarely. Yeah. And I think that to cap that off at the end of that system is that when you get your crate, when you finally are in like the crate building and crate opening process... Uh, it just doesn't make any sense that specials are given out at the same rate as elites. You get one special for a crate and you get one elite, but an elite is better. So, like, why would they be distributed at the same rate? Uh, uh, so I, I feel like a lot uh, could be eased as giving, you know, two specials to one elite uh, uh, with every crate. I think that would be a huge help for the majority of players. And I think that the crate is rare enough, especially for new players that um, they could stand to make the crate a little bit more rewarding, a little bit more uh, uh, rich. I, I absolutely agree with this. Uh, and this is actually the next uh, topic that uh, I would like to move on to about this. Uh, I, first of all, I absolutely agree also about the um, the specials in the in the minor nations, because I remember, uh, like, okay, I have a full collection now, but I didn't... I. A few months ago, I was exactly in the same situation as you are now, Thanatron. I was just like 90%, and I was missing the specials from the from the French and the Italians. Uh, but maybe, if if not completely get rid of the the nation-specific uh, wildcards, at least make them main nation and uh, secondary nation-specific. So. Uh, maybe sometimes you get re- you get rewards for the secondary nations, and uh, some other times you get uh, more often for the main nations. So maybe uh, that would be like uh, the middle ground as a solution. Uh, but other yeah. than that, uh, I really want to talk about this uh, imbalance in uh, wild cards. Uh, uh, I remember you were had posted. Uh, uh, something on the Discord suggestion channel, uh, where you really highlighted the, uh, this kind of imbalance. Uh, for those, uh, for our listeners, I'm going to provide the link uh, to the to that message on the on the blog post for this uh, podcast. So, uh, if you are on the blog uh, website and uh, on the on the post page, you, you're going to have uh, that link, which is directly going to take you to the uh, very nice suggestion post by Herbal, uh, which got a lot of reactions actually, <laughs> and uh, it. Actually highlights this problem that uh, after after a while the uh, airball I'm seeing here has uh, the same for every for uh, for every expansion he has the same or more elites uh, than he has uh, specials and this is uh, for sure an imbalance and I I even have noticed it in my own uh, rewards because after a while I don't. Uh, I don't spend anything. I just uh, uh, collect and collect the wild cards, and I have noticed uh, uh, I also have uh, uh, more elites than uh, than specials. Like I have uh, 30 elite wild cards, and but I have 20 special wild cards, something like that. And it is obvious that over a long course of uh, grinding, the game rewards you with more elites than specials, which I think is a problem because even though elites are more powerful in theory. For new players, it's uh, the specials are more important because the specials you can put them twice in your deck, and some of those specials are really good, like the carpet bombing or the blackwoods or anything. And uh, I really think that this is something that uh, should be addressed. Today. So, uh, uh, yeah, what, uh, why don't I give the floor to Herbal, who who started this? I talked uh, a lot myself already. What would you say about this, Herbal? Uh, yeah, I totally agree, and the fact that you need more than double the amount of special wildcards to get a full collection than elite wildcards makes this kind of obvious yeah. <laughs> because you obviously uh, every time you get a special uh, wildcard in a pack or anywhere it feels like a treasure especially uh, <laughs> if it's a general one because uh, now you know oh, I can't use this on uh, Poland, Italy or France and I don't have to uh, 
I, I'm, I'm not allowed to use this uh, general wildcard on my black watch that I would like to craft, but I cannot craft it because then I cannot craft lion for a day and I yeah. will never have lion for a day then. <laughs> <laughs> and if I, and black watch always has the hope to pop out out of a level progression reward or something, but since uh, the ally nations don't have these uh, reward tracks, you only have the one uh, option to get these and that is through general wildcards. So I would even go this far that if you can see a wildcard in a pack and it's an elite wildcard, it's, it's a worse reward than a special wildcard. I, I agree, yeah. To piggyback... Go go ahead, go ahead, Talenthorn. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no worries. Uh, to piggyback on that, I think that there's a problem too with uh, the amount of elites that are sort of worthless. Um, there are very few specials that when you get them, you're just like, oh, I'm never going to use this. But there are a lot of elites. Uh, so, like, I, I know for me, I was wanting so many specials, and I was unwrapping things like Skytrain, yeah. Chaffee, <laughs> or Exploit the Gap, or just a bunch of other elites that have never seen play and are never going to see play. And I think when you have the imbalance of just the wild cards alone... And then secondly, taken as its own issue, you have the problem of just the balance of how bad some of the elite cards are and how every single special basically is useful. Those two things in conjunction, I think, create an even worse problem than maybe they would. Like, the sum of their issues is worse than their issues singularly. Yeah, I agree. And I think what you proposed earlier is a good solution because, uh, regarding the crate. Uh, if you can, if you're gonna, if you can put uh, two specials on the crate, it's gonna be, uh, it's, it's gonna be a huge improvement in my opinion. And I think you can afford to do it because, as you said, it's very for new players, it's very rare to uh, to open the crate. Uh, and I really think uh, you can afford to put uh, two specials in it, and uh, it's gonna really help uh, the new players. Uh, to, to further that point, yeah. uh, Herbal, if, if you Herbal, if you don't mind my asking, how many crates have you opened? Because I want to say uh, that I've probably opened, I've probably only opened maybe five or six. I, you know, I it, counted that, and I opened four crates so far. It's a pretty uh, rare experience. Yeah. It's four crates in eight eight hundred hours. And, you know, uh, the first crate I opened after, I would say three months or something like that, because the earlier you're in the game the slower your crate fills and it really took a long time for that first crate to ever fill up uh, and then you get a few special a uh, few wild cards and only one special wild card yeah so yeah uh, they could really afford to put one more in or maybe they, they also scales largely yeah, exactly. This is what I was going to say. Like, uh, when you have a full collection, you don't really notice and it fills up very quickly. But at some point, I, I remember actually observing how, like, I got a pack from a draft and uh, I went to open it and I actually observed, like a normal pack, not a, not an officer's club. And and I observed how much the uh, it filled up the crate. And I think it's something less than 5%. I, I, if I'm right, I don't know if you... Uh, if you guys uh, have measured this, but uh, it's something around two percent, I, I think. That. Yeah, how much is it? You get, uh, you get zero point two percent for a standard card that yeah. you put in the crate, and I think zero point eight percent for a limited wild card you put in your uh, crate. All right, I so, that's correct. I believe it's only four percent for an elite, like no, no, just four percent. I think it's. 4% for special, right? And yeah, yeah. 16 for, oh. 16 for 16 for an elite. 16? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, then then I, I definitely stand correct. I thought it was only 4 or 8, but, but yeah, I, you know, very but, slow. But uh, yeah, it's very slow, and uh, if you only open uh, uh, normal normal packs or... Um, uh, yeah, if you only open normal packs, you're, you're never going to make it. Uh, so maybe a slight boost to those rates uh, um, uh, wouldn't be bad. Uh, for sure. Uh, of course, uh, I'm no expert. I cannot speak uh, 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 for the 1939. What is best for them? What is best for their economy? Because, uh, of course, it's uh, uh, in their interest to do it uh, uh, as they see fit uh, best for them. 
but I still think that uh, it's gonna help with the uh, with the engagement of uh, new players. It's gonna uh, it's gonna make them more interested and uh, more happy overall, uh, and keep them in the game if they can just. Um, uh, you know, some some small little changes like like the ones we discussed, like uh, maybe putting a second special on the crate or or have it um, uh, have it filled up filled up uh, a little bit more fast. Um, all right, so I think I mean, uh, yeah yeah go ahead, Erbil. They also teased something in their latest uh, post about the World at War series that is uh, currently going on the mm -hmm. reveal campaign. And in the Steam blog post, they said uh, uh, they are going to try out new methods to deliver exactly defined content additional to the current draws from packs. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm understanding that they are trying to trying out new ways to give rewards to players, and so that, that's good to hear. That's good to hear. I I I, I uh, would. Uh, guess that is a good direction yeah and yeah no I would say overall the the game is fairly rewarding and um, you definitely don't need to, to spend any money uh, of course it's gonna take you a little bit more time uh, but I think overall if you can afford it the best course of action is to to just spend some money every now and then like in a promotional uh, 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 situation where they make a good offer or something and if you just pick those then uh, I think you're, uh, those are good offers overall and uh, 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 you're gonna be quite well um, I don't know if you guys have spent uh, any money on the game or how or uh, or if you have spent a big amount or no amount at all but to your point um, the other week right they released those really tiny packs i i was uh i had no secret ops for the longest time you know mm -hmm. and it was another it was just uh it was another british special and a long line of british specials i couldn't afford but then i think at one point they put that pack up that was like maybe three dollars american or five dollars american very reasonable mm -hmm. and it included two the british version included two secret ops as well as some other cards I didn't even look at what the other cards were. I was just like, <laughs> if I can finally spend less than lunch and finally get to Secret Ops, then like I'm going to do that. So I've definitely uh, spent tiny bits of money. I also bought the single player, although that was more for me to give back to the dev. You yeah. know, by that time I had already played you know 400 hours uh, of free to play and was was committed to the game as something that like I really liked and enjoyed and wanted to keep up with. So uh, I, I was able to buy the single player. So I can't claim to be uh, 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 completely free to play, but uh, it is it is possible, you know? Like you can get a complete collection completely free to play. Shout out to all my free to play kings. It, it's yeah, doable. for sure. There's a lot of there's a lot of people, a lot of people floating around that uh, that have done it. For sure. Yeah. For myself, I can yeah. say I did not. Uh, play stay free to play <laughs> I, yeah. I bought the uh, the theaters of war as well because mm -hmm. i didn't want to grind 500 gold gold mm -hmm. is always something i'm desperate for <laughs> i didn't <laughs> want to spend it on the single player story <laughs> so i thought sure it's a nice thing and uh it's well done as well so i did not regret uh paying a bit of money for the single player campaign it also gives you some nice cards that are definitely uh in the meta and I also bought uh, the mini expansions as well for money because, again, I'm desperate for gold and I don't want to spend 250 gold. Yeah, <laughs> all right. And on that note, I I, I do think it like uh, it's a great community. Uh, I love 1939. I don't want this to sound like a complaint because I know they're very busy. And, and, and the more that you organize, the more that you're taking away from dev time and dev resources. But not too long ago, we had more options for new players to get gold. It seemed like there were multiple skirmishes a year, yeah, and the skirmishes that. were official tournaments, but they were official tournaments with restrictions, which really helped out new players. It's much easier for a new player to compete in a singleton tournament, uh, or uh, even better, a pauper tournament, obviously, uh, where where their limited collection isn't going to be such a hassle. And those were giving you know huge swaths of gold to those players. And really rewarding them for participating and allowing them to really stretch out uh, uh, their collection. 
And it seems that we're not really going to get any more of those. We're going to continuously get the opens, and that's great. I do love the open series. And, you know, for me, when I first made an open top cut playing Hines without, you know, my other two decks were, were passable, but they weren't great. Um, that 200 gold from that tournament was a huge deal for me. Like that 200 that gold yeah. was uh, a lot, like just just getting that dropped into my into my game all at once. You know, I was able to make that very fruitful for myself. I, I... Uh, so I, and not not to pump my own stuff up, but like uh, that's what we're hoping. You know, I, I, the the first tournament that I'm trying to organize is definitely an invitational. We're definitely trying to feature our our big streamers and our big players and more of our pro scene. So all the people that we're featuring. None of those people, you know, need collection help, right? Mm -hmm. So that's why we were able to use all of our giveaways. Uh, instead of giving them out to players, we're, we're able to give those out as drops so that uh, new players watching that tournament, you know, can hopefully be rewarded for watching with maybe a pack or a little bit of gold. But we also hope to bring into the future, uh, like the return of some singleton tournaments and things like that. Uh, you know, we'll have to make them community driven, but like, you know, we have a great community and I think that we're all fine with that and that'll be a big, a big help. Uh, so if anybody in 1939 is listening, you know, the skirmishes were great. Uh, we're going to do our best to make our own skirmishes without, you know, the, with the lack of them, but we would definitely like to see them come back. I think it only helps the community. I mean, 1939 is also super supportive in community tournaments. So if Absolutely. a community yeah. member decides to do a start a series like that i i am sure they will uh sponsor some gold prices or i am packs sure yeah. or uh both or anything um, yeah ollie made it super easy um I, I i was actually able to contact ollie directly even though obviously like i'd never spoken to him or uh, you know I, I didn't assume that he knew who i was at all i was just some random guy on the discord sending him a <laughs> message but he got back to me you know very very quickly and was was super helpful. He was excited to hear about our idea and to look over our rules. So, you know, if you've uh, if you've got the time and a little bit of effort, you know, it's definitely definitely doable as well. I I agree. Yeah, but uh, on top of that, I absolutely agree with the the skirmish tournaments uh, and how valuable they were. Uh, but also, I think uh, Oli has uh, pointed out about the intention to uh, to make the incorporation of uh, in-game tournaments in the client to make this more stable. Uh, like we had a couple of right. uh, fun tournaments, so we had the, the World Championship uh, qualifiers, and I think there's a the plan to, to incorporate this uh, into the client permanently. Uh, so if you can have the option to, to join a small tournament in the game uh, consistently uh, with special rules such as uh, Popper, uh, not only mm -hmm. is gonna make, uh, uh, not only is this helpful to new players, uh, but also it makes uh, the game more interesting uh, overall. Uh, because if you get bored of the of the current meta, even as a competitive player, uh, you can just uh, switch to Popper and uh, have some fun there. So I think if that change uh, comes, it's gonna be uh, super important and uh, very welcome. Um, also, mm -hmm. also for for viewership, I feel. Um, you know, me and me and Kowalski both were uh, fortunate to participate in the Nations Cup. Erbo, I know that you uh, um, were. I mean, I played in the Nations Cup as well. I, I, I was I was gonna say I, I I knew you were on Team Germany, but I couldn't remember if they if they actually got you into a game or not because I know I know that there were some of the nations where the 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 fourth never necessarily made it onto the onto the stage or whatnot. But I remember you casting a game of mine. <laughs> <laughs> no, now I feel terrible. I'm just dumb. I'm sorry. Well, 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 um, specifically, we all had a ton of fun playing in those restricted formats, right? Like, I didn't hear I a single person, yeah. yeah, a single person come out of Nations Cup like, I wish there was more standard. And for the viewership, like, uh, all those people liked watching that too. You know, nobody was. Nobody in the chat was like, oh, you know, please bring on the next standard game. It was like, uh, oh, I hope they lose so that we get our singleton match. Or I hope that, you know, this team, it goes to four games because I want to see pure war. Like, uh, there, I think that there is a, uh, a viewership uh, clamoring for those as well. Absolutely. It yeah. would definitely provide good content to uh, have, like, I don't know, a weekly or B-weekly or monthly in-game event that... Uh, has a tournament 
with special rules and yeah, as you guys said uh, they are planning or trying to do something like that at some time in the client and it would provide good content for streamers or youtubers to always uh, build decks speci especially for that event and also in that aspect it's a very welcome thing yeah and for sure it's gonna uh, make the overall grinding experience for collection is gonna make it uh, uh, much more enjoyable and easier and uh, all right yeah um, there's another topic uh, regarding uh, that issue that uh, I would like to discuss with you guys today um, how are your drafting skills <laughs> you were hoping I, uh, I was gonna talk about I wasn't gonna talk about this right <laughs> <laughs> I would say mine are pretty pretty decent. I I wouldn't call myself. We've got some real draft monsters, right? Like uh, um, Tadai's gain and yeah. some others who really really make their make their bones uh, in the draft world. I, I have plenty of I have plenty of like successful drafts, and don't get me wrong, I have plenty of unsuccessful drafts too. So I I would call myself above average, but I don't know that I'm quite some of these some of these uh, uh, luminaries that we have. I will say we mentioned earlier about the previous system with the resources. I really liked the achievement system that was with the resource system. I recall specifically um, trying to get a draft win with every nation because yeah. there was an achievement <laughs> to get a draft win with every nation. And it was and impossible was a specific to, achievement. to do it with uh, Soviets. It was impossible to do the Soviet achievement, I remember. <laughs> It was right, and anybody anybody who had a Soviet draft win could point to that achievement, and it was a, it was a real badge of honor. And it's funny you say that. I ended up with four out of five, and of course, the one I didn't have when they switched all that over was Soviet. Yeah. Uh, but uh, um, it was also they had uh, your undefeated drafts, your seven and O's. Yeah, yeah. They were like their own separate category, and there was an achievement for that as well. And now I'm at the point where. My collection is so close to full that I don't really have a reason to draft. I can draft for the joy and the fun of playing a draft, but like I know that the re like I don't care about the rewards in the draft anymore. I just don't need them. And now I feel like there's way less incentive for me to play draft. It just doesn't have any thrill anymore because like even if I win seven zero, it's just like all that is is like a gold star to put you know mm -hmm. to put a sticker on something. That there, there's not like a, a, a tangible reward. Achievements aren't really a tangible reward either, but like at least it's something you know. I would have I would have tried twenty more times to get that Soviet draft just to just to get the check mark. But those achievements uh, actually uh, were translating to. Of course, they were not uh, optimal or very efficient. Like I remember the uh, the win a draft achievement. It increased exponentially. So it went from win one draft to win 10 drafts, to win 100 dra drafts, to win 1,000 drafts. So it, it kept in every time you you reach the, <laughs> the previous achievement, it, in, it increased exponentially. So it was not very efficient, but at least those achievements uh, would translate to gold or something. And I think that uh, the draft uh, has not benefited from uh, the, that transition of uh, from the old system to the new system uh, because it lost some of its power in the in the reward system and now uh, all you get uh, from rewards from the draft are from the draft itself like if you do a, uh, depending on the run you do depending on the number of wins uh, that's the reward you get and I think uh, you hinted it, uh, this Thanatron but I think it's an overall issue and we have discussed this in, in a previous episode where uh, Toti, uh, today's gain and uh, Arizona Kid uh, had joined me and uh, they mention a lot of uh, problems with, with the reward system and how draft misses a lot of uh, quality of life um, aspects to make it more appealing uh, both to new players and to veterans because if you're not into that kind of uh, play even as a new player the the rewards might not be that uh, intriguing uh, for you to play so I really think uh, draft overall could use some uh, uh, some boosts in that aspect to make it more uh, intriguing, to make it more uh, uh, inviting to new players, and thus uh, help them more uh, with the grinding process. Uh, what about uh, you, Arbol? What is your experience with draft? Uh, I played draft more when I started earlier. So, and I have to say to dice. Discord is a huge help. Yeah, <laughs> it was uh, the, 
the best source to learn to draft well and it really helped me to get good results very quickly first i just looked at his tier list and picked whatever card uh, is on the highest thing yeah. although you're not supposed <laughs> to do that you know <laughs> yeah i know he's he says he I, i'm not supposed to do that but i just uh, did that for the first couple of drafts after that i uh, slowly understood how the cards work and what i have to consider when picking cards yeah so i uh, when understanding the concept i could make decisions myself <laughs> <laughs> but overall that is a, a very a very good uh, start to get good at draft and i would say i'm a decent draft player now and i can get a reasonable number of wins most of the times and i still play draft uh, here and there i i think it's a fun fun thing to do and it gives you some nice uh and a different experience it's every, every time it's a different experience and yeah but i think uh, yeah. that's that's the problem i think it's it's more about the experience than the reward i think i don't know if you like yeah now, that is true i now don't for play me, for the reward cause uh, <laughs> for, for me for example the only uh, reason uh, to play draft is is i want to make some very uh, weird combination like uh, i always try to get france for some reason because i just want to make something interesting you know that's that's my experience with draft uh, the latest days um but i think overall uh, that's how you get mobilized on a california people yeah, like kowalski draft <laughs> i have i have not done that but i have pulled a, a commonwealth in the in the draft and i uh, i pulled it off like i played commonwealth and i won and i yes i have done that <laughs> uh, and i try to repeat it after that but it's never gonna happen again and i'm sad but anyway it's a uh, I think for sure it uh, this is more intense when you have completed the collection, so you don't care about the rewards. But also, even as a new player, when you want those rewards, it, you need to have this draft uh, mentality. Yeah. You know, you you need to like the draft. You need to like this challenge, this this different way of playing, in order to be committed. Because otherwise, I don't think it's very rewarding, and I don't. I think it's very for, um, overlooked uh, by 1939, uh, the draft especially. Um, uh, I don't know how you feel about this herbal. Uh, the problem I think with the rewards in draft are that they are super random. Like you can get an elite uh, mm -hmm. reward as your uh, second bonus or something, or you can just get I don't know a Tora Tora or something. Yeah. <laughs> and also the uh, the additional pack you get, it's always a random pack, but it's never. Uh, an officer pack it's always a small pack mm -hmm. and even if you uh, theoretically go even if you pay 15 gold and let's say you get five wins i think you get 60 uh, you get six gold and a pack so you technically want even because you would have to pay 10 gold and you get six and so you have 16 gold and the mm -hmm. bonus so you theoretically uh, are positive in your economics but the thing is the pack you get from draft is random as well like you get a a small alliance pack and you're you're like wow i didn't want a small alliance pack i wanted to save my gold for a base officer pack yeah. <laughs> or something like that yeah there there are a lot of things i don't want to uh, get into more detail because the draft is a different discussion on its own and uh, there's a lot of discussion about this for example in uh, toddy server in today's game server uh, but I, I would really like to, to point this out today about uh, the draft issue because the draft is a great tool to build to build your collection uh, but right now i do think it is overlooked and I do think it uh, it could be better in terms of uh, rewards uh, and make it more uh, appealing both to new players and uh, to veterans. Uh, all right. Uh, for the last five minutes of our today's uh, episode, I would like to uh, to to move to the next topic, which is going to be uh, it's going to be short, but it's everyone's favorite, I think, regarding. Uh, uh, regarding uh, rewards and i think it's the end of the season rewards and the um, <laughs> and the gold cards and the gold duplicate cards you, you get from the uh, from the end of season rewards from reaching field marshal i want to hear what is 
the most duplicated uh, gold elite you have gotten from those awards. For me, I think it is the the Japanese artillery, the 224K that uh, uh, that that draws a card when uh, when it's destroyed. I think I have gotten that as a season reward at least three times. I I don't keep count, but I definitely remember it. And seeing it again, I'm like, oh, this again, this again, this again. I, I am sure of that. So, what are your wild stories from uh, from those awards? Any gold sky trains or anything? Uh, who wants to go first? Okay. <laughs> yeah, go first, Erbo. <laughs> I can say you get duplicate elites, <laughs> and like, I got one duplicate elite so far for the entire time playing this game, and that is a second Siberian transfer. Oh, so you're not so everything bad. Everything <laughs> else, every other, every other elite, I only have gotten once. So I don't have anything gold that I also have in standard. I don't have any golden elites that I got twice. Uh, so I would say, consider myself pretty lucky. But definitely a theme to answer a question I see in my season end gold elite rewards. I I always get useless bombers. <laughs> <laughs> I got uh, the Thunderland, the Wellington, the Skytrain. The okay. last season one was the Skytrain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh no! So that is definitely a theme I have on my account. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Thanatron? What are your for, wild, wild stories? For me, it's been uh, it's been pretty lucky. Um, I swear that like. Uh, uh, like I'm, I'm under the impression that the season rewards, if you don't have every elite, that it's giving, like it's purposely giving you a gold elite where you don't have the base version, because every gold elite I've gotten, I have not had. Uh, like, uh, don't get me wrong, I, I, I got a gold ATS the one month, and like I'm never <laughs> gonna use that, right? But uh, like, uh, I, I, I got the. Um, the the one two Henschel uh, yeah. or Heinkel I'm sorry the elite uh, German bomber yeah yeah I have a gold a gold version of that I have a gold version of the the six eight Soviet infantry that that puts out a tank I've actually been very blessed what where I have not gotten the luck is my progression rewards because when it gives you a gold special I got two gold special uh, junkers from Germany like the <laughs> the Fury one that is like eight cost here's the thing. I don't have a regular Junkers. If you look through my collection, I have two of the specials, of the gold specials, and no regular. And I have a couple of situations where, like, the game gave me absolute garbage with some of the gold drops. I I, uh, I still, I've never gotten a Night Hunters. I have two golden Night Hunters. I've never had a regular. Uh, uh, just, like, I, I have a couple weird scenarios like that. But the one I'll always remember... I remember having that first gold Junkers. I remember getting a gold German uh, special and thinking, man, this could be so many things that could help out my collection. And sure enough, it was a second golden Junkers and I wanted to die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's interesting that you pronounce it that way. I don't know if you are doing it on purpose, but uh, correct, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Airball, but I think the correct pronunciation is uh, Junkers. Am I right? For yeah, the, it's Junkers. It's Junkers, yeah, but uh, it's, it's, it's done, yeah, so... Yeah, that makes a lot more sense. <laughs> I mean, but, people are always butchering... No, no, but, oh, but, yeah. but, I, mean, As, but <laughs> I mean, the Junkers makes a lot of sense because this card is, is junk, more or less. It's junk, yeah, yeah, yeah. As a, as a, a self-admitted dumb yank, I've been... Uh, uh, I still say Mare Nostrum instead of Mare, like 90% of the time. Uh, okay. I have to really tell myself <laughs> to say Mare... Uh, yeah, no, there, there, there's a couple other ones. Don't it took me a long time to be able to say Nakshub, and I'm probably still butchering that herbal. Nakshub? Nakshub? It's close enough. Nakshub. Close enough, right. I'll take it. Let's, let's not get into pr pronunciation of uh, German but, cards. Yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah, yeah, and of course I know... But that... I have, I've heard Obice. Oh, yeah, Obice, Obisi. I really enjoyed... Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, oh, I see, like, Obike, which is probably the third wrong version. <laughs> yeah. I really enjoyed Buzz Aldrin reading reading the titles of Polish cards on the Nation's uh, yeah, Cup yeah. as that well. Was, that was really Teaching me to pronounce Polish cards was, yeah. I I'm never going to do that. I'm never going to do that. 
so yeah, obviously the the protection uh, from uh, the duplicate uh, protection for the gold card uh, as the end season rewards is something that has been told a thousand times already and uh, we're not inventing the wheel here it has been uh, said before and uh, just uh, didn't want to finish this episode without mentioning it as well uh, because it's a very <laughs> obvious move that uh, needs to be done uh, uh, the duplicate protection of, uh, of gold cards in the end of the season rewards uh, all right, and I think people, we have uh, 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 we have made uh, a very nice episode so far. I mean, actually, this is it. It's, uh, we have uh, hit uh, uh, the one-hour mark, and it was a real pleasure having you guys here. I think we um, uh, we uh, touched some uh, very interesting points and had a really nice discussion. Uh, and I want to thank you guys for uh, for being here. I hope. Uh, um, uh, the experience for you was nice as well. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, it was very fun to uh, have a discussion about rewards. And thank you for having me and inviting me to this uh, House of Cards podcast. Ah, it's, uh, it's been a pleasure, as I said. Uh, hopefully, uh, we will get some feedback from, uh, uh, from the people who are uh, listening. Uh, feel free to to leave a comment uh, uh, on the blog or contact me on Discord or anything. Uh, I'm gonna be very happy to uh, to hear uh, what are your opinions on this, and hopefully um, uh, we made some uh, uh, we made some suggestions that uh, hopefully they're gonna be implemented in, in the future and they're gonna help uh, new players uh, complete their collections uh, faster and more efficiently. Uh, all right, so uh, that's about it, guys. Uh, thank, thank you again for being here, and uh, have a good night or have a good day, depending on uh, where you are. <laughs> and uh, uh, hopefully, we're gonna have a, a new episode uh, soon. I don't know when it's gonna, when that's gonna be, or uh, uh, what's gonna be about. But um, uh, that's it. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Have a good one. Bye bye. Thanks. Have a good one.